The Minnesota Vikings have brought joy and misery to the Vikings fans for many years. At the Skull Purple Podcast, we just want to see the Vikings party with the Lombardi. Join us for analysis, interviews, laughs, and much more. It's the podcast by Vikings fans for Vikings fans. The Skull Purple Podcast starts now. Here's your host, Carson Schubert. Welcome in to the Skull Purple Podcast. Good to have you with us on this Wednesday night. Carson and Tony here with you. And uh, hello to my dad joining us already uh, in the building. Thanks for joining us. And Tony, how are you doing, man? Uh, we are We are almost two weeks away from the big night. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Obviously, a lot of uh, it's it's a slow news cycle right now, so it's hard to really understand or digest what we should pay attention to and what's kind of the you know looky see over here. You know, we've got some news, <laughs> uh, so it's it's a little hard to sift through at the moment. Uh, from a personal note, it is hotter than you know what here in Minnesota. We were 85 degrees today. So uh, 90 in Northwest Iowa. My goodness. Yeah. I had the old, uh, the old, the old man boobs were sweating today. Uh, so <laughs> I, I would take about 65. Uh, I know I sh- I've shared that with you before, but for those that like the heat, I'm sure they were pretty excited today. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, um, we are here to talk about, um, as you probably are aware, we have a new logo. Uh, we have got that to talk about. Of course, we have to talk about the Vikings because it is the Skull Purple Podcast. Um, but uh, looking forward to talking about a recent mock draft that was from um, from Tyler Fornis and uh, trading up for a quarterback. I'll give you that hint if you haven't seen it yet. We're also going to talk about a quarterback that made a top 30 visit to the Vikings. Also, some NFL news we'll sprinkle in here on this show and more. So, Daniil Hunter, we'll talk a little bit about him as well and what that situation all entails. But uh, first, we're excited also to share with you, with our new branding, a new intro. So we'll talk more Vikings right after this. Welcome back. Uh, man, we are excited to unveil that branding. Yes, yes, give the give the person a round of applause. Uh, Fiverr, thanks to Fiverr. Um, and also for the new logo to Eli Corbett. That's uh, C-O-R-B-E-T-T. Um, Eli Corbett, you can find him on Twitter. And uh, he came up with this uh, from a sketch from our original designer, uh, Mike Curley, a guy I know from church. So 
very cool uh, design of the new logo, and we're excited to have it be a part of the show. Hopefully you uh, are enjoying the new look as well. Uh, it looks very visually pleasing, I, I have to say. We're, we're very happy to unveil it here. Tony, what are your overall feelings? I'm guessing you feel better about the new logo than the 90-degree temperatures in northwest Iowa or the 85-degree temperature in Minnesota. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, I'm I'm excited to uh, to have it unveiled, or I was excited earlier this week uh, for us to show it off in all of its glory. I think uh, personally for me, probably look pretty cool on a hat, maybe a shirt, maybe a sweater. Uh, but uh, no, I really like it. I think it's super sharp, and uh, I can't wait to continue to use the the logo, the intro, uh, even a new outro. Uh, for any future videos. So really excited. I think it's a nice, fresh look for a, a new, fresh season. Absolutely. Well, I believe this is my dad's comment to the uh, man boobs. Um, I didn't need to hear that, Tony. <laughs> well, you know, I just want to paint a picture for everybody. <laughs> well, I think my dad will forever now be an audio only listener, but uh, <laughs> that's right. Uh, but no, we're glad he's in here. Hopefully uh, some more of you uh, pile in, file in all the above before the show is done. We will be posting the audio portion of this in the morrow, uh, tomorrow morning. So yeah. um, make sure to, um, be ready for that. If you're listening to this and you'd rather listen to the audio, we're on Apple and Spotify. So go ahead and check that out as well. But let's go ahead and dive on in here, Tony. Um, Tyler Fornes did another mock draft. I know you're sick of the mock drafts, as are probably lots of people. Um, <laughs> but uh, at this point, you know, it's two weeks till the draft. Can we just get to the real thing, right? That's That's what we're waiting for at this point. So um, in the latest Tyler Fornes mock draft, the Vikings have traded up in the first round, but let's first of all, tell you what happened with the first two picks in Tyler Fornes's mock draft on Vikings wire. His first pick was a quarterback surprising Carolina Panthers selecting CJ Stroud. And then with the second pick, the Houston Texans selecting Bryce Young and whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the presses. Stop the presses, Tony. The <laughs> Minnesota Vikings trade up for the number three overall pick. Yep. Yep. Number three overall pick. The Vikings have traded up after two quarterbacks have gone. So that means there's quarterback Anthony Richardson. As you can see, that's who they trade up for if you're joining us on YouTube. Or there was Will Levis or Hendon Hooker, which, boy, if somebody... If you told if you told somebody the Vikings traded up to number three to draft Hendon Hooker, I think they probably would lose their minds. I like Hendon Hooker, but uh, third overall? Uh, no. Not a three. Yeah. So here's what Tyler Fornes had to give up in his mock draft. At least this is his thinking. He gave up the number 23 overall pick. So that's one first round pick. One first round pick given up. 2024, number one pick. 
and 2025 number one pick. So three first round picks. And that's not all. But wait, there's more. Daniil Hunter was included in this trade for the number three overall pick. So the Vikings going up 20 spots. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's year, insane. He's traded back 20 spots and got a third round pick out of it. Um, <laughs> this time they have to give up three first round picks, two and one in 24, one in 25. They're number 23 overall. I guess you can't, I guess you'd maybe don't consider, I guess you could consider it a pick swap, but I consider it three first round picks. Um, and then Daniil Hunter as well going to the Cardinals in this trade. The Vikings make a massive jump. This is what he says in the article. Vikings make a massive jump to get to the get the quarterback of the future. Is this too much to give up for that player? That's a really good debate to have, he says. But hitting on quarterback is something that could change the fortunes of the franchise for a decade plus, which he's absolutely right about. Richardson is a really talented player who has a sky-high ceiling with his cannon arm and elite athleticism. He has some accuracy concerns, but those can be remedied with some coaching. Um, so there you have it. Um, Richardson, Richardson to the Vikings. What are your thoughts, Tony? Is it is it written in the stone because it was in this mock draft? <laughs> <laughs> if it if it only was that easy to see the future, I would say uh, I'm not. Yeah, well, to I suppose give the listeners a little peer behind the curtain. Carson actually sent me this earlier today, and my initial reaction was like, "I'm for it." <laughs> and uh, and Carson, of course, comes back to me and he's like, three first round picks," and uh, I just misread it. So. This is where I stand on it. I think that's a little much. Uh, but my initial reaction to two first-round picks, which, again, would be this year's first, next year's first, and Daniil, I'd be okay with that because I just I always like to think of it in terms of how many picks do you hit on, right? And, of course, a great draft. Let's say you've got an average of – let's just say you have seven, one for every round. You have seven picks. I would say a a good draft, a good draft. You're keeping five of those seven, and maybe two to three of them are actually contributors, like the rookie year, right? So my point is, if you're hanging on to one pick, now granted, I know it's a first round pick, so you're getting a higher, typically getting a higher level caliber player. You just don't know. They're all wild. They're lottery tickets, right? So my point is, is if you really believe in a guy and you've done the, the homework and you think Anthony Richardson is the guy, then go, go get him. And you know what? These other, these picks and I, and look, I know we need depth and I get it. It's a nuanced conversation, but they are lottery tickets. So we don't know if those picks were going to turn out. And at the end of the day, again, if you're in love with this guy and you think he's going to be the franchise changer, then it's worth it. It's worth every pick you'd give up. Um, so if it's three, it feels a little steep. Uh, I'd be a little more comfortable with two. Um, but you never know. You never know. Maybe they could package in Dalvin Cook. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Yes, uh, Dalvin Cook and Zadarius Smith, perhaps. Um, mm. Maybe Maybe that as well. 
All right, uh, we got Men Vikings commenting. Don't trade up for Richardson. If we do that matter, well, go get for that matter. Go get Lamar Jackson. He's more mm. proven. Yes, that is true. He is more proven, but he's also going to cost you a lot of moolah, as Tony is pointing out to our YouTube audience. The money will be very high for Lamar Jackson, and as I've talked about before. I have no problem with Lamar Jackson's talent. And if it's just paying him based on his talent, pay the man. But if we're going to pay him based on, you know, him as a player in a salary cap league and knowing his injury history, that's where I would have to draw the line. Now, obviously these quarterbacks can get injured. Anybody can get injured. I get that. But with Lamar's playing style, I'm a little bit more unsure. And, you know, with the rookie quarterback, of course, you get the uh, number, um, the five years of the rookie quarterback uh, quarterback contract. So uh, that's that's a huge deal, especially when you're about ready to pay Justin Jefferson, who knows how much, probably north of $30 million a year, uh, unless he decides to take a hometown hometown discount, not that he's from Minneapolis, but um, kind of the team that drafted him discount. Um, but uh, yeah, I I just think I'm out, like unless it's Patrick Mahomes um, or Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts, those are about the only three quarterbacks. I wouldn't even put Justin Herbert. Now, I would maybe get some backlash on that. I wouldn't even pay Justin Herbert that kind of money. Now, you could argue with me on that one, but uh, those are about the only three quarterbacks I would pay that kind of money to. What are your thoughts, Tony? I'm with you, and I think the thing that can't be understated that you mentioned, the money. I, I'm just done and ready to move forward into a situation where the Vikings have the ability to build a team and maybe rebuild this defense without the burden of this massive contract to a quarterback. Now I get that Kirk's for all the Kirk stands out there. They're going to say, well, his isn't massive. He's like the, you know, seventh or eighth highest paid. Like that's, I get that. I'm not, I'm not saying he's in the top three or whatever. I'm just saying we're still paying him quite a quite substantial salary it's still a big slice of the salary cap. And if you get a guy, as you mentioned, on a rookie deal, that cap hit is so small. And even if the guy turns out to be a Patrick Mahomes tier player, you're still talking about two to maybe three years of paying this guy on his rookie contract, which is going to allow you to, again, rebuild the defense that this team sorely needs. It's really hard to rebuild. And I think sometimes as Vikings fans, we forget sometimes that like rebuilding does take capital. And that's why some of us that have been maybe a little more, I don't want to say anti-Kirk, but a little more critical of Kirk. Some of it has to do with the fact that it's harder to rebuild when you have these big, big contracts. And I get that some of these guys you don't want to let go. And, you know, like a guy like Justin Jefferson, but bringing on a Lamar contract would be totally hitting the reset button. We'd be in an even worse situation uh, from the cap and a contract standpoint at the quarterback position. I like the player. I just don't like the money. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's always what it is to me with, with uh, any quarterback that's 
going to be making a lot of money. You know, I, I wouldn't, you know, this, this one, maybe you could argue too, but I, you know, based on his postseason, do you even pay Josh Allen that kind of money? Um, you know, I mean, you know, Burrow's been to his Super Bowl. Mahomes has won two. Jalen Hurts has been to his Super Bowl. You know, those guys have been there. They know what it takes to get there. Josh Allen hasn't been able to get past the Chiefs um, yet. So that's uh, uh, another questionable one. Um, Got to pay someone. Why not a proven MVP? Yeah, I, I mean, I hear you. I hear you on that. Um, I think... I think, like I said, it just, for me, the injury issues with Lamar in the past would be the only thing that would detract me from wanting to do it. And I will also mention, not only that, but also the the value you'd have to give up in the draft. You'd have to give up the draft capital to acquire him, first of all, and then you have to pay him the big contract. And so, I again, I'm just, that's why I would be out on a Lamar Jackson. And if you get an Anthony Richardson, you get that really nice, um, really nice rookie contract for four years. It gets a little bigger with the fifth year option, but still that's going to be less than what market value is for a quarterback in five years, probably. So uh, especially five years, can you imagine what it's going to be in five years if Daniel Jones is getting 40 million a year right now, Tony? $75 million a year. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean, thankfully they keep raising the cap figure too, so it it's kind of the adjusted for inflation, but I feel like these contracts, especially quarterback contracts, have just outpaced certainly the uh the the growth in the cap numbers. So, yeah, the the percentage of of uh, how much room that these quarterback contracts take up is is crazy, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of quarterbacks and the Vikings potentially drafting a quarterback, Tanner McKee from Stanford was a top 30 visit uh, for the Vikings, according to a report from Darren Wolfson, uh, KSTP up in the Twin Cities. And then, of course, he's uh, reckless, recklessly speculating on Score North, Purple Daily. But um, the Vikings hosted Tanner McKee, um, and obviously I would say, Tony, there is a drop-off in the quarterback play once you get past, I say I say once you get past number four um, and maybe number five. I, I'd say five. I'd say the top five. Because if you put Hendon Hooker and Will Levis in that, along with Richardson and Young and Stroud, then I would say after that five, then that's when things get a little murky. No DTR. Well, you know, <laughs> I see the 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 potential is there with DTR, but he's he's also to me more more of a gamble, you know. So a little bit more of a project. Yeah, project. Yep, good way yeah. to put it. Which yeah. the Vikings could take on. But do you want that guy to be able to come in right away next year when Kirk Cousins is potentially gone, more than likely gone, and then basically be the starting quarterback at that point? Because 
do you really want a rookie quarterback in 2024 unless it's, you know, one of the top two guys to come in and have to learn the offense? I mean, we know how many, how many times the Vikings players talked about learning Kevin O'Connell's system. Uh, TJ Hawkinson did it very quickly, but um, I can't imagine what it would be like for, for a new quarterback, you know? So it's one thing for, it's one thing for the tight end to learn it. It's another thing for the quarterback to learn about the check with me's and the hot routes and all these different things. You know, it's, there's lots of, lots of things over my head, even that a quarterback needs to learn. So, um, you guys need to be on TV. All right. All right, Tony. Yeah. There we go. We got our we got our ticket to TV here coming. So appreciate well, uh, appreciate you being in here, men Vikings. It's the money maker, Carson. Right. They just they just look at this and you know, it's hard to keep this off the screen. That's right. Well, uh, men Vikings, we have been told a few times that uh, we would we would be preferred to stay uh, audio only, but. <laughs> Um, alas, you know, I am a guy that's in radio, by the way. And, uh, as you can tell, I have the face for radio. Um, but, uh, yeah, Tanner McKee, (laughs) uh, Tanner McKee, um, any other thoughts, Tony on Tanner McKee? I, I think he's an okay player. Again, I just, I just think there's a pretty hard ceiling with him. I think at best he's probably an average starting quarterback, and that's that's pretty pretty high praise to me. Um, but uh, what are your thoughts, McKee? To me, I was gonna rhyme say that five times fast. Uh, but in my opinion, McKee seems like a guy who might be able to develop into, you know, maybe a solid backup. I I just don't see him being a starter caliber level quarterback in the NFL. And, and look, you need guys like that. You need, you need the guys to make the chicken nuggets, right? Not everybody's going to be the superstar. Not everybody's going to be the big Mac. And you're going to need the chicken nuggets. That's right. Uh, Sorry for the slander for all the people that love chicken nuggets, uh, but they're not. Or Burger King. Well, I should say it's chicken <laughs> McNuggets. I've had, I think Wendy's nuggets are pretty good, but that's for another podcast. Um, I, yeah, I just, I think that McKee is just, in my opinion, a guy that uh, they're going to kick the tires on. They're going to kick the tires on a lot of these quarterbacks because look, at the end of the day, there's been so many guys throughout the years that have gone, I don't want to say unnoticed, but kind of, you know, maybe, maybe they've slipped through the cracks is a better way of looking at it. And then some teams able to pick them up in the second or third round. Uh, I just think scouts nowadays have evolved to the point where less and less of those types of players are going to slip through the cracks. Uh, unless there's a guy where, you know, maybe there's an injury concern and that turns out to be a nothing, right? So then it's more of a risk reward type of thing. So I don't know. I didn't really care that much <laughs> that McKee was uh, about 15 minutes away from me. Um, this That's week, right. But uh no, not not a big deal. Again, I think they're going to kick the tires on a lot of these guys. My opinion is that, and and I know we're going to talk a, a lot about this, but my opinion is that they're either going to make a big move, trade up 
for the guy that they're absolutely in love with, which I just hope and pray is not Will Levis, or I think they're going to take Hendon Hooker. And I think they are probably going to maybe, and again, my opinion, they might trade back if they can trade back maybe early second round, if they think they can still get him there or higher up uh, into the first round and still get him. I would love that scenario um, to see us take Hooker late, late first round trading back or even early second. Why do we always try to save the billionaire owner's money soon as the player gets hurt? They're quick to move on saying they're doing what's best, what's in the best interest of the team. Well, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. These teams are not in it to, you know, just keep on hoping for the best case scenario with a player. You know, it's like this is a cutthroat business. Like you're either winning or you're not. And you got to be winning if you want to get to the ultimate goal of winning a Super Bowl, right? So, and of course you bring in the salary cap thing too, where if, if a quarterback is costing so much money to the salary cap and he's, he's hurt or any player for that matter. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you can really make the case to say, okay, let's keep this guy unless he's like got so much dead cap. Right. Or if he's a future superstar like you know that type of thing that those are those are different types of questions but if a player's on an expiring contract going to his second contract and he's hurt you know then it's like well maybe uh maybe it's not a great fit moving forward but but yeah i mean it, it's all come it all comes back to business decisions yes tony no, I was just gonna. I was just gonna add. I was letting you finish up your thought there. I, uh, I thought there was breaking news again. No, yeah, the last time I did this, Bud Grant. Yeah. Uh, you know that was that was interesting. Uh, sorry to scare you. Um, yeah, but uh, breaking news: Justin Jefferson. Have you hold your breath for a minute? Um, uh, no, no. I I was just gonna add that to, to Min Vikings comment there. I am all on the side of the players you know, getting their bag, getting their money. I mean, I'd be the first person to applaud players going and doing what they need to do. You know, like I, I think you should go make your money. I, as a fan, you know, when I, when I commentate on some of these things, like for instance, kind of going back to the Lamar thing, I love him as a player. The talent is amazing. I just look at the structure of where the Vikings are right now. And I don't think it's a good fit for the team from a cap perspective, that's where I'm at. But if it was just raw talent, oh yeah, bring them in. I mean, I would, I would take Lamar Jackson today uh, if it had nothing to do with the financials. Um, it's just it, in the status, status, however you want to say that, of our team. I just don't think we can afford that high level contract. I, I even, I mean, that's why I said what I said about Kirk Cousins. I don't even think we really can afford Kirk Cousins contract right now. That's why I think a rookie deal seems so attractive going forward. I know we'll have Kirk next year, but I think going forward, if we want to build a franchise that's going to be built to last, we're going to need to be able to save some money at the most important position in football. And hopefully we've got a quarterback that can sling it. And then we can invest that capital in the short term in some of these other areas, like, like the defense, but no, I'm, I'm all for it, man. I think these players should go get their money when they can. Um, you know, I have no ill will towards players that are out there getting the bag. 
Yeah, no, it's you can't blame players for trying to get the most while they can. You know, I I don't blame players for that, but from a business standpoint, decisions have to be made. Yeah. Uh, Men, Men Vikings also says trading back hasn't worked for us in the past. We need to take a different approach. It did work. I will mention it did work with Christian Derrissaw. Um, that worked out pretty well, but I will add a caveat to that, Tony and men Vikings and whoever else is watching and listening. Does that always happen that you get the player you want after you've traded back so many times or so many spots and the Vikings should not have, should not have traded back. I think we're all very aware of that a year ago. They should have taken Kyle Hamilton. Or Jamison Williams. I would have still preferred Kyle Hamilton. I think he's going to be a really big superstar in this league for the Ravens for a long time uh, at the safety position. And, yeah, I wasn't happy about it. I know there was other people that liked him as well, but uh, definitely would have been in on Kyle Hamilton at pick 12. But we traded 20 picks back with the division rival for a third-round pick. Yes, that was fantastic. Love you, Quasi, but uh, hopefully we get the get this one right. So I do agree, men Vikings. Hopefully we do get some more um, some more different approaches coming forward. Maybe a trade up, or maybe the Vikings stay put and get their guy. Uh, man, my man, Rap is in the house. Rap, how's it going? And. We should have got Kyler, uh, Kyle for sure. Kyle, uh, oh, Hamilton, Kyle, to, Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. 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 I had to think for a second. The guy I was just talking about. Um, just yeah, absolutely. So rap, I got to ask you a question. I'm sure you've got it all over on your channel. Any thoughts on Tanner McKee and, or trading up for, uh, Anthony Richardson. We just talked about that a little bit ago too. So interested to get your thoughts on that. Um, but, uh, anything else you want to mention on the quarterback situation? Uh, where, where would you be comfortable with the Vikings going, uh, in the draft in relation to quarterback? Do you think Tony that they need to trade up for a quarterback to ensure they get the guy they want? Or do you think they just need to let, let it play out and see what happens? This is one of those things where I'm going to defer to the experts. So I say if they are in love with a guy and they think this guy is the future of the Minnesota Vikings and he's also not named Will Levis, I think that they should go get him. Uh, now, I'm not saying they need to mortgage everything because obviously there's a limit to everything. But if it takes a couple of first round picks, I'm fine with it. If if that's your guy. You've done your homework. They obviously pay these guys a lot of money to scout these players uh, and to do the due diligence. I say go get him. Uh, I think if they don't do that, I think if they feel like they'd love a guy like Hendon Hooker, what I just hope is that they have a realistic value uh, of where he should go, and I would love to see them not reach with him because I really feel like Hooker is probably a second-round pick. Um so I just, I feel like going 23 with Hendon Hooker is, it's not as bad as Christian Ponder, but it's going to give me a little bit of, it's going to give me the Ponder willies a little bit. Yeah. 
wrap, by the way, uh, for those of you that don't know that are maybe our audio listeners, Purple Pocket Podcast, you can find him on YouTube. Uh, he does not want Tanner McKee. He doesn't think he's going to be good in the league. And he says, maybe just get DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who, by the way, we mentioned this, um, he was mocked by Jordan Reed of ESPN, formerly of Climbing the Pocket. Again, shout out Climbing the Pocket. Um, he uh, mocked DTR to the Vikings. I think it was the third round or one of the later rounds. But, um, um, yes, Derisaw did did work out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm not opposed to DTR. I'm, I'm with you, Rap. We kind of mentioned this already, but we're not really in on McKee either. Um, at best, his top ceiling, and to me this is being probably generous, is an average starting quarterback of the league. And that's that's pretty generous. I think Tony might have hit the nail on the head with maybe a solid backup. That's about it. Um, so uh, we're with you there. We're with you there. Um, I'm interested to hear your thoughts, Tony. How many people, uh, how many quarterbacks, rather, um, do you feel are going to be going in the draft in the first round? Because I was listening to a podcast today. Adam Schefter had Jordan Reed and Matt Miller, two, two guys on that are very familiar with the draft, draft experts for ESPN. Matt Miller, formerly, uh, where was he formerly of uh, Bleacher Report or something like that? Uh, but uh, he's he's been a draft guru for a while, Jordan Reed, obviously. And both of them don't think that there's going to be that many quarterbacks after the first three or four going in the first round. So I think... Maybe they're thinking that Hendon Hooker won't go far, but I just have an inclination, Tony. There's so many teams that could use a quarterback. You got the Buccaneers, you got the Falcons, you got the um, Seahawks, you know, those, those are just a few of the teams. And then there's other teams that could even, you could even throw in there as well. I'm not convinced that Hendon Hooker is going to be there at 23. Now, I know people would probably fight me on that one, but I don't know if there's going to be one of those top five quarterbacks there at 23 for the Vikings uh, to get. I don't disagree, and I think it's, unfortunately, it definitely puts the Vikings in a position of weakness because sitting at 23, right, they lose all, a lot of leverage clearly right i'm speaking the obvious but it is unfortunate not only from a leverage standpoint but because i don't think that the talent pool is correctly represented in that that model right uh because i i think like you i think there are going to be five quarterbacks taken in the first round and i'm i'm hoping that they slide because again that helps our team but I think that the teams are, especially as we've started to see teams kind of move away from, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, the pendulum always swings, right? I know it's, you know, this isn't the be all and end all of the draft, but you look at the position like running backs, right? I mean, it's just, it's such a devalued position at this point. Um, Teams are more interested in trying to build in the passing game now than they are pretty much anywhere else because it's a passing league. You look at the rules, the the maturation of the league, the the way the rules have kind of changed over the years, uh, and kind of catering towards you know passing football. 
Um, that's where the league is right now. So you need a quarterback. Uh, you need receivers. I remember, you know, if you, if I, I'm dating myself, but going back however many years, I remember watching drafts where it's like the top of the draft was all running backs and offensive linemen, right? Because because that's where the league was, right? You know, you, right. Yeah, you needed a you needed a bell cow and you needed a good offensive line. Not to say those aren't good things to have. It's just, um, you know, so the Vikings, I think, I, I just think for me, they're in a precarious position because we only have Kirk Cousins under contract for another year. I think they would love to get out of that contract after next year and move on to the next phase. Um, and unfortunately, um, they're, I just don't know if they're going to be able to do that if they take on a guy that is a... Uh, uh, just more of a project. So as much as I'm with uh, rap, I'm a, I'm a DTR fan as well uh, as Carson knows. And I'm sure he gets annoyed with every time I slip in DTR whenever I can. Um, <laughs> uh, no. I, I do agree in the sense that I think he, he might be a bit more of a pro it'd be nice to at least have another year, right? Like maybe if he could sit for two years or at least you have that safety valve built in because whatever guy they take, keep they're going to be starting like they're starting in 24 so um that's just the way you got to look at it whatever quarterback they take if they take a quarterback i don't know what they're gonna if they don't um <laughs> that that quarterback unless something crazy happens is going to be starting in 2024 so that's the lens you have to look at it under yeah Absolutely. Looks like uh, we had a, a couple more comments from Men Vikings. Um, stay where we are in round one. Draft a linebacker. Uh, the only thing I would say with that is I don't know if there is a round one talent at linebacker that the Vikings, or at least that will be available for the Vikings at pick 23. Um, perhaps could be gone. I do like some day three guys at linebacker. So um, that's something to keep an eye on, uh, maybe even maybe even in the third round. And he also says, Min Vikings, commenting on our live stream, satisfied with Hooker if we draft him and develop him, which I think is good. And, and yeah. that's the luxury that the Vikings do have this year. They don't need Hooker to come in and win the starting job and take the reins. Kirk Cousins still here. And then you also have Nick Mullins, who at the moment at the moment is the backup. I would probably keep Mullins as the backup um, and roll with three quarterbacks. I know that's not something teams do very often, but keep keep Mullins in the room. I think it'd be good uh, because he might need you might need him if Hooker isn't one hundred percent ready to go. Uh, you might need to keep him in the room if Cousins goes down early in the season somehow. Um, hopefully not, but you never know. You always have to be prepared. That's one of the things we talked about, I think, last year. Uh, Tony, that was before you joined, but um, the Vikings kind of were going willy-nilly with the backup quarterback position in the past where they were just, oh, Sean Mannion, Sean Mannion, Sean Mannion. We're good. We don't need to worry about this backup quarterback. And for the most part, that's been true, but when Kirk Cousins went down with COVID in 2022, 21, I should say, in Green Bay, we all know how that went. So uh, you need a quarterback, not saying you need a quarterback that's a starter caliber, but a guy that can come in 
and at least win you a game or two if necessary, or at least play well enough to give you an opportunity to win. Sean Mannion wasn't that guy. I think Nick Mullins is more in line with that, even though I'd still maybe put him outside the top 10 backups in the league. Oh, 100%. I think Nick Mullins is a fantastic quarterback, uh, or I should say backup quarterback. Uh, He's a guy that can come in and spot duty, give you a chance to win, can run the offense. Do I want him to start uh, more than three games? No, of course not. Um, But am I confident with rolling with him if you had to start him for a game or two? I mean, depending on the competition, right? But yeah, I mean, I think he can run the offense. Uh, certainly he's proven that he can play at a, at a high level. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm okay with, with him. Um, and I, I do think it would be tough to remove him from the quarterback room, even with us drafting a rookie, assuming that we do a rookie quarterback. So, um, I think you roll with three, uh, obviously we're going to have to figure out what the heck we're going to do at corner. I know, and I'm not trying to switch gears here, but, uh, you know, you start doing the numbers game and. I mean, at this point, we can afford a roll with three quarterbacks because uh, I don't even know if we have enough active corners to fill that room right now. Uh, I know that uh, we we might talk about this, but we had Chris Boyd leaving this week. um, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, I mean... That's a huge loss. (laughs) And not to say say that that is a huge loss, but he was a great special teamer, which does matter. uh, (laughs) And and it's still down... It's still dead. <laughs> Did you see the comment somebody made? Uh, men Vikings, by the way, um, saying six quarterbacks will go in the first round. Ooh. I don't know if I go that far, but that is a hot take. That is a hot yeah. take. I, I'd say five. I'm thinking five. I think Men I Vikings, think- he thinks that Max Duggan's going to go in the. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> you never know. That's you never right. know. But uh, Chris Boyd, somebody commented to Chris Boyd saying, yeah, the Vikings aren't going to be able to live without a special or Vikings will. How will the Vikings live without a special teamer or whatever uh, to Chris Boyd? And Chris Boyd <laughs> said, yeah, they won't be able to live without this one. Um, yeah, that, that's right. So we yeah. wish Chris Boyd luck, but my goodness, he is not that good. Was never that good. He was he was a good special teamer. That's what we'll give him credit for. Yeah. And but do you pay people to come back to be good special teamers? Not usually. Usually they have to have at least some sort of potential to do other things. And unless he proves people wrong, I don't think he does. Not um, players that aren't named Marcus Sherrills. Right, yeah, or Kane <laughs> Wangwu now. Um, yeah, that's right. Because that's pretty much all Kane does is return kicks. So, but yeah. he he helps the team score. Where Chris Boyd, it's a little different. So, anyways, but yeah, I I mean, there's so many guys, you know, and you, I think the Vikings have drafted for special teams before on day three, even though they really don't have that luxury <laughs> anymore. But um, this year, anyway. But yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how many quarterbacks go in round one. But yeah, Chris Boyd, best wishes. But we're not gonna miss you on the field, I don't think. So um, probably not. even though even though we are lacking cornerback depth, but hopefully that gets remedied soon. You never and know. And speaking of the draft, 
Tony. We've got a graphic here we're going to pull up for our audience on YouTube. And that is our draft party, which basically is a live stream that we're going to be doing here on the YouTube channel. And uh, that is going to be a Fan Express Line episode. And if you're new to the channel, we did a Fan Express Line after every Vikings game. So basically getting your thoughts, us expressing our opinions from the game. But now it's in draft form. So we're going to have that on Thursday, April 27th, the night of the draft, starting at 7.30 Central Daylight Time. So Central Time. but. I put it at 7.30 just because the rigmarole that it always goes through the NFL draft, we know how long that process usually goes. So, again, that'll be on our uh, Fan Express Line episode. will be on our YouTube channel here. But, uh, yeah, you know, you know how it is, Tony, right? Like, the NFL, like, they'll say, okay, yeah, the draft starts at 7, but now we got to have these intros. We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to – and then finally at 7.30, maybe Roger Goodell goes to the podium and says, the NFL draft is now open for business. That's right. Yeah. You know, yeah, we have like, to have some guy from – It takes forever. We have to have some representative from L.L. Bean that has to come and talk to us about the future of – <laughs> uniforms or I don't know. I there's, yeah, there's always some weird, you know, thing in it. All I know is I'm really excited. Bring your snacks, everybody. I know I'm going to have my snacks, have an adult beverage. If you feel like it, it's a Thursday night. We're all taking off Friday. Come on, but we're going to be with you every step of the way. Really excited to see how everything unfolds to talk about it. Give a little commentary and have some laughs, have some fun, maybe some chicken wings. That's right. Again, that's Thursday, April 27th. So if those of you listening on Thursday, the 13th, two weeks from today and two weeks in a day for those of you listening tonight uh, and watching on the YouTube channel. So men Vikings, uh, not a fan of Nick Mullins. If he had to start three games, he would lose all three. <laughs> all right. Um, and we're not going anywhere with Kirk Cousins. Let's trade him to San Francisco for Trey Lance. Yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed. I don't I'm think not opposed. we're opposed. No. But, but yeah, it, I don't know what the 49ers are doing. I don't think the 49ers even know what they're doing at quarterback at this point. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I think the Vikings would have to almost get more in return for Cousins at this point. But just because I think he's more valuable of a player than Trey Lance, at least in terms of what they've done in their careers. But yeah, obviously there's potential with Trey Lance. And he's a hometown um, kid. How much? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently Trey Lance uh, is from Minnesota. Who would have thought? Yeah. yeah hometown. Just kid, like baby. another former Viking. Adam right. Thielen. <laughs> yeah, we don't care about Adam anymore. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Skull Mafia is in the building. He says, let's get Lance. All right. We're throwing a let's get Lance party on uh, draft night. So there we uh, go. That's right. The, so we're going to have to change this graphic, Tony. Um, let's get Lance party. That's that's a little hard to fit on the graphic. We'll have to make it work. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something so yeah um 
All right, gentlemen, let's go ahead. And gentlemen, I guess I'm talking to myself and you here and those uh, in the stream. Uh, All we're going to talk a little. <laughs> That's right. Uh, actually, before we get into NFL news, uh, Daniil Hunter, let's talk about his contract. So he's going into the final year of his deal, Tony, and he has not much money that he's going to be making going into this year. He's going to be making $4.9 million, a $500,000 roster bonus and a $100,000 workout bonus. So he's making less than $6 million a year for a very quality uh, defensive end slash outside linebacker. Do you really think Daniil Hunter wants to play this coming season on that contract? No. And, and uh, by all the reports I hear it is no. Um, I think they got to move them uh, and, and not because I don't want the talent. I, I would love to see what Flores would be able to do with Daniil just because I have a lot of respect for Brian Flores and what he's able to do with the defense. And I think Daniil has a lot of talent. I just think, again, we need to get younger and we need to use our assets right now to build more, hopefully assets. So to me, he's a guy that can get moved. Uh, we also know the injury history and I'm not saying I wish him nothing but the best. I would hope that if we did move on from Daniil, he would go somewhere and thrive as long as it's in the AFC and far, far away from the Vikings. But, <laughs> but realistically, you know, I hope he does well, but look, it, it, there are, is a lot of risk there. I mean, he's had issues with the neck. There's, but it's just, I think that with him having a semi healthy season last year, you, you take the opportunity if Quasi is this, you know, trader Wall Street guru. If you are somebody that's an investor, a trader out there, what do you do? You you buy low, you sell high. And I think I don't know how much more Daniil's stock's going to go up. I think this is the time to sell. That's my opinion. Yeah, it sounds like Skull Mafia is in agreement. Time is now. We might get a good haul for Hunter, he says. Um, he says, love Hunter still definitely, uh, if he stays, I'm happy. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we'd, we'd be fine with that, but again, you know, this goes back to the point we were making with men Vikings. It's can the Vikings afford to keep him at what amount of money he's going to want to, he's going to want to make right, Tony. Like that's, that's the thing. Is he going to be able to say, hey, I'll take only this amount of money, or is he going to say, no, I need this amount of money, or I'm gone? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, ultimately, I mean, we don't know. I mean, the one thing with Daniil I've noticed is he hasn't taken the 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 Zadarius uh, Smith route where you kind of get a good feeling about where he's at. I mean, generally throughout his career, he's been relatively quiet and uh, you know, some of that's on the agents that they pick and blah, 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 blah. Uh, the nuance of the business. But I don't know. I mean, like I said, the reports that I've seen come out says that he is not going to play under the current contract. Um, and at the end of the day, I, I don't know. I, I know I've said this on this podcast. How many times, Carson? I think Hunter, Zadarius and Cook maybe even cousins, depending on what's going on, you know, maybe the San Francisco thing we talked about, but definitely Zadarius cook Hunter. I think all those three are way, way, way in play when it comes to draft night, two weeks from now. 
Yeah. I think that they, they're going to get moved and it might be moved for capital. It might be moved with some of our own capital to trade up. Like, I don't know, but I think those are three pieces that are going to be, I think they're going to be on the table for sure. Come draft time. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I, I like Daniil. Uh, I think the neck thing maybe is a little more bothersome than the peck. Uh, when yeah. he tore his pec, I think that was just a fluke thing. Uh, an unfortunate fluke injury there. Um, I don't think he's injury prone, Tony, but um, that neck thing does concern me a little bit. Yeah, can we talk about, just for a second, how weird it was for like the last three-ish years of the Zimmer era where like guys were getting pectoral injuries and tears every year. What was that all about? I mean, yeah. are we putting that, are we hanging that on Sugarman or I like, I noticed that Ooh. this last year. I'm like, Oh, look at that. Nobody's got Might a torn be. pectoral in uh, training camp. Yeah. Why are we going so freaking hard in training camp? Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I think you're right. I think, I think it's probably a mix of Sugarman. I think it's probably a mix of Zimmer in there as well because Zimmer did not like I I don't think he was a big fan of uh practicing without pads. I think he was a big we got to practice with pads on. We got to we got to make sure we get get all our work in and we got to work hard and you know that I don't think that's necessarily false but I do think if you want players to stay healthy for an entire season, which if you look at a guy like Dalvin Cook, who's had trouble doing that for most of his career, and finally in 2022, he was able to stay healthy most of the season, then maybe that goes credit to the Vikings not going as hard in training camp and also maybe taking it a little bit easier in the weight room without a Eric Sugarman to weigh them down, if you will. Yeah. Well, I, apparently we, uh, we cross knuckle push-ups off the list. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Knuckle push-ups no longer welcome in Egan. That's right. There you go. All right, Tony. Well, let's uh, um, also wanted to say one more thing about skull mafia's comments. He said, uh, his low cap hit could get us a first or early second, but I will say, Skull Mafia, that could also detract people because they know they're going to have to pay him, and he would probably almost, um, you know, if the Vikings are going to get anything significant for him, I think they're going to have to have a verbal agreement in place with whatever team saying, yes, Daniil will do an extension, you know, so especially if they want a first-round pick out of it. But that's just my thought. Going into his final year, are you going to give up a first-round pick for a guy that's only there for a year? I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, it's kind of what the Jets are wrestling with with uh, Rodgers. I mean, obviously, it's a little different. Right. But, you know, it's like how much capital are you going to give up for a guy that you, you might only have for one season? What is going on? I just looked at Twitter on on my left here, and Will Levis is eating a banana with the peel on. What is going on? 
I thought you were going to say he was dipping it in mayonnaise. Well, not that, uh, not this time, not mm-hmm. this time. He's okay. literally eating a banana, and it's and it's brown, like it's pretty brown too, with the peel on. Yeah, well, you know, look, just there's another reason why I don't want Will Levis uh, is he eats bananas with the peel on. And he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. That's right. Yeah, he did say that was a prank, but I don't know what's going on. I mean, who knows? It probably is just another of him. And if he really is trolling, good for him. My issue isn't <laughs> that I really think he's a an odd human being. I just don't think he's I, I don't I think he is a guy who's got all of the talent in the world physically. I don't know if he's got the, the, I don't know if he's got it upstairs to like read defenses. Uh, I think he's been able to coast for a long time on the physical raw ability that he has, you know, to me, he's like a poor man's Josh Allen and at, at best. And I think at worst he's Ryan leaf with maybe without the attitude, unless he's eating bananas with the peel on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, one um, thing you didn't know about Ryan Leaf eats bananas. With that's the right. <laughs> that's right. If you were looking for anything else to detract you from drafting Will Levis, we found it. That's all right. That's right. <laughs> all right, Tony. Let's briefly hit on NFL news. OBJ goes to the Ravens. Um. Wow. Wow. Uh, sounds like Lamar at least is going to stay for another year. I see. Here's the thing. If I'm, if I'm Jackson, I would maybe say, okay, I'll play on the, on the franchise tag or exclusive tag for one year, but then I'm gone. And if you tag me again, screw you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, so I, I think, I think the Ravens might try and go all in here this year because they might just be setting up after this season to kind of, I won't say collapse, but go into maybe a rebuild type of a thing, which is weird to say, right? But yeah, might have to, they might have to. Could be like a, to be able a to full rebuild sans Harbaugh, you know, maybe, maybe Harbaugh is looking to also sail off into the sunset. Um, I mean, he's, if, if not the longest one of the top two, maybe three longest tenured coaches in the league right now. Um, I mean, he's been with Baltimore for a long time. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. And the thing is with the OBJ signing, to me, it signals that he's pretty sure what's going to happen in Baltimore. And I think, I don't know. Just to, to me, it seems like this signals Lamar's coming back. Lamar's just going to sign the dang tag, or or they maybe they're going to work out a deal that is uh, maybe like a one year or two year deal that satisfies both parties. But I just don't see. Well, okay, I, I'll step back for a second. Unless OBJ is just like, I mean, if you want to give me eighteen million dollars, I kind of don't care who's going to be. I'll play with Huntley if you're gonna if you're gonna give me eighteen million. Um, I don't really care. I didn't see any team paying him eighteen million. I think it's fifteen with eighteen, you know, up to eighteen and with incentives for OBJ. Uh, yeah. I didn't see any team paying him fifteen either. Forget the incentives. Um, yeah. so maybe he's just chasing money, but I don't know, man. It's it, part of me feels like unless, 
you know, he just didn't, he had, maybe everybody else was like, I thought they're at like eight or nine and they're literally doubling his salary to go pay and play in Baltimore. Then, uh, then maybe that is enough. And, and certainly, I mean, I'll go play in Baltimore for, for 1 million, uh, no less 15 million. So <laughs> I'll just take 1 million. Um, but yeah, you know, you're talking about quite a bit of dollars there. So I don't know, maybe that's it. It just, to me, it feels like maybe he knows a little bit more than all of us do. Well, that's right. And maybe we can all be, um, like the Ravens, maybe the Ravens, uh, they were just fixing a pothole. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I don't know if you saw Arnold Schwarzenegger fixing a pothole. Um, he fixed a pothole in a neighborhood in his neighborhood, apparently. So that's what the Ravens are doing. The Ravens are fixing their potholes by bringing OBJ in and, uh, Lamar's going to come back now, at least for a year. There you go. So, um, Saquon Barkley, other NFL news. He is not going to sign his franchise tag i think he should and then work out an extension or maybe just say sayonara to new york after this year but um i i i'm kind of i'm kind of wondering about this i mean i get it i think he wants more money obviously um and uh i think he's worth more money just based on his talent but at that position, can you pay him that kind of money? And he probably would say, I'm Christian McCaffrey, but better. So pay me the money. I think what it probably boils down to is he's probably looking at that offense and going, I am this offense. And you're giving Daniel Jones how much? So I think that's probably where he's at. He's just looking at the numbers and Look, while I don't disagree if that is his standpoint, because he is he is that offense for the most part. Uh, the market for running backs is what it is. And look for him to get 10-ish million, whatever that number was on the tag, um, right around 10 million. I think that's kind of fair market value right now. And as much as he might not like it, uh, it is what it is. And I don't know if you can justify him making, uh, you know, head and shoulders over market value, especially given his injury history. I mean, he basically had this last year, a contract year where he was mostly healthy, not a hundred percent. He still had some tic tacky things where he had to miss some time. Uh, not a lot of time though. So, I mean, relatively, he was he was healthy and he was available for the vast majority of the season. I mean, like literally most of it. But you know, prior to this season or this last season, uh, there's big concerns uh, with him. And as a running back, there's only so much tread you have on those tires. So I just think the mix between the market and his injury history, um, ten seems fair to me. I just think he's probably a little. He's probably just a little, uh, he feels a little slighted uh, because of how much they're paying Daniel Jones when at the end of the day, they probably could have done what they did last year without Daniel Jones, but I don't think they could have done what they did last year without Saquon Barkley. Well, back to a Vikings question from Too Evil to Hope. Should the Vikings sign Carson Wentz? Nope. Moving on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> I I am I'm totally out on Carson Wentz. I didn't think he was going to be that great coming out of college. Um, and I wonder at this point too, Tony, if he's even a good locker room guy. Uh, that, that would be another question. And, you know, if you had the talent of an Aaron Rodgers, that would be one thing, but he doesn't. He doesn't even have the talent of a Kirk Cousins at this point. So, and that's, I know Too Evil to Hope is not a Kirk Cousins fan, so he may disagree with me on that, but I, uh, I, I just don't think it's a good idea. I mean, we have a backup in Mullins, unless you want him as a backup over Mullins, but I don't know. I, I'm kind of out on that idea. So, um, any thoughts from you there, Tony? Yeah, no, I'm out on Wentz. <laughs> yeah, I'm out on Wentz. Uh, I don't know. I, is it just me, or has Wentz seemed to have more chapped lips the longer he's in the league? It, it is when he came <laughs> in the league, he had semi-chapped lips, but man, he and now it's like you feel like you just want to give him a Carmex every time you see him. So, <laughs> uh, That's yeah, right. lots of lots of chapped uh, lips for that fella. Uh, but no, no, I'm not. I'm not in on on Wentz. I think he's unfortunately for for him because. Unlike you, uh, I, I would say I was in your camp coming out of college. I was a little like, but uh, when he had, you know, that rookie year in uh, Philly prior to the ACL injury, I thought, man, this guy might have a little something. And he was really fun to watch uh, before the injury. And I think I think the injury started to snowball with confidence issues. And then it just I mean, you see where we are today. I think Wentz will probably be out of the league in, in probably not too long, which is crazy, you know, because do I think he could be a serviceable backup for years to come? Yeah, but I just don't yeah. get it. That's the way the NFL is. If you're a starter and you're entrenched in a starting position, most of those guys, once they lose their spot, they kind of just fizzle out of the league. Unlike guys that sit in backup roles, it's like, look at a guy like Sage Rosenfels or, uh, you know, a guy like, uh, you know, um, another one like, uh, well, I'm trying to think, Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck was another one. Uh, Hasselbeck's brother, uh, Matt Hasselbeck's brother, or are you just talking Matt Hasselbeck? I don't know. All the Hasselbecks. All the Hasselbeck. The Hasselbeck yeah. Hasselhoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. All them, too, you know. David, that's right. Hope you're Hasselhoff. a fan of the show. Hasselbeck, um, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman, which came to mind, but I don't know why. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, we got to get all the H's in there for sure. Um, Tony, was there one other thing I was missing from our NFL news? Was there one other newsworthy thing to talk about NFL-wise? Uh, any other news? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we had Okuda uh, from uh, Detroit, the, the trade. So uh, outside of that, I mean, I don't. they're going to need corners at some point in Detroit because uh, what you had, didn't they have another departure earlier this year? Or am I misremembering that? Say that again. Sorry. No, uh, Detroit. Didn't they have another corner that departed or? Um, oh yeah, Jeff Akuda. Yeah, Jeff Akuda yeah. to the Falcons for a fifth round pick. Yeah, thank you. 
Yeah. Um, also, uh, David, friend of the show in the building, uh, it was Doug's offense that made him look good. Absolutely. 100% correct on that. Yeah. Now then the question could be raised, well, could KOC's offense make him look good? But uh, no, I'm out on Carson Wentz. So good. even though he's got a good first name. Even though he does it. have a good first name, yes. Yep. But uh, I I do think Trevor Lawrence benefited from Doug Peterson and has benefited and will benefit, but I do think Trevor Lawrence is a good player. Uh, obviously, wasn't good with Urban Meyer, but that whole team was a mess with Urban Meyer. So, um, Are you sure? Yes. Yes, I am sure. Uh, and I know that's pointing out the obvious, but uh, Jeff Akuda to the uh, Falcons. Let's talk about that quick. Boy, that seems like a waste of a first round draft pick for the Lions. I mean, uh, number three overall, former number three overall, and now a fifth round pick is all you get out of him. Why not just keep him at that point? Are you going to get a better corner in the fifth round? I, I think the only reason they did it, Tony, is maybe because they weren't ready to commit to him long term so they're just like instead of trying to do that let's just trade him to a team that maybe would commit to him long term yeah yeah and i think sometimes you do get into situations where you're just trying to get something out of a player that you feel like you might not get anything out i mean it's like i mean that was honestly for the longest time if you would have been around me uh you know back five six years ago um, maybe longer. Uh, if we had a podcast back then, you would have gotten really annoyed because I sounded like a broken record to anybody who would listen about, we need to move on from Adrian Peterson like yesterday. And, uh, you know, he was still, you know, he was still AP. He was still all day and, you know, people were loving it. And I'm going, guys, at the end of the day, we need to move him before he's just going to, you know, end up falling off a cliff with his production or you get some, you know, another massive injury like an ACL again. Uh, you need to get something while these guys are, are, you know, healthy kicking. And especially if it's going to be a guy who has got a, you know, a larger contract or getting, you know, long in the tooth that you think is just going to leave you in free agency, whatever that scenario might look like. It's just, you got to get something out of it. So, and if you wait too long, you're just going to be sitting there holding the bill and you're not going to get anything in return. So as you mentioned, Carson, that could have been it. Maybe they just saw it where, you know, it's not a guy they're going to be able to resign. Or maybe it's a guy that they weren't going to be interested in resigning. So at that point they just figured, well, let's get something out of it and uh, you know, move on. So, and you know, they probably like uh, at least one of the corners that will be going in the first round. And the, let's not forget, they have two first round picks and they'll probably be going to go get a corner with one of those two picks. And maybe even in their first two or three picks, uh, they might consider corner a couple of them. Uh, they did go and sign Cameron Sutton, who I know some Vikings fans wanted. And then I think there was another corner, uh, Emmanuel Mosley, I want to say from, San Francisco, they signed him, and they also signed C.J. Gardner-Johnson. So I really do like what the Lions have done um, this offseason. Again, I, I think they're the favorites in the NFC North. I hope I'm wrong, uh, and things could change after the draft, Tony, but at this moment, 
they are the team I could I I'm kind of considering the favorites in my mind to win the NFC North. The Lions? The Lions. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, the Motor City Kitties. The Motor um City Kitties. I look, the Homer in me wants to pick the Vikings. Uh I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle for the NFC crown this year. I think it will be between the Vikings and the Lions. Um, I keep telling people this. They ask me about my predictions on the Vikings, where I think the, you know, where we're going to, where our, what our record's going to be. I'm not even going to make a prediction necessarily on that. Not until I see the schedule and we get through the draft and, you know, we get into training camp. Then we'll talk about predictions. We'll definitely have some of those coming your way. But uh, this is my overarching thought about heading into this next season. I think the Vikings will be a better team. So I think we're going to be a better team with a worse record. I think we'll yeah. we'll be a we'll be a better, more well-rounded team this next year. I really do believe that. But I think that we're going to take a step back in the win-loss column because 13 and 4, I mean, it just we had so many balls bounce our way. Um I just don't see us at 13 wins. But I think it's going to be a battle. I think it's going to be a battle between the Vikings and the Lions. I think somebody that gets to maybe 11 wins probably wins the division um the, this next year um maybe even 10 um i think it's going to be that close um i think then it's probably chicago and uh as much as it really pains me carson uh i think green bay is going to be in the doldrums of yes. the nfc north pain oh no i can't bear yeah. it yeah <laughs> so sorry so sorry you had to endure three decades of hall of fame quarterback play the mm. packers in the cellar next year Let's go. Let's go. Which, by the way, I don't you think like that. that. You <laughs> like that. I yes, don't think like that, that the Packers are going to be that upset about. I mean, look, the fans won't like it. But as an organization, I think they look at it from the standpoint that we're going to try. Obviously, I don't think they're going to tank. I just mean, uh, I think in the long game, they probably look at it and say, look, if we have some crap season, we're just going to have a high draft pick. And guess what? Next year's quarterback class is looking pretty if good. They somehow got one of those two guys. I think I would crap my pants. No joke. I honestly think that's what's holding up the, the trade too, is I think they want to try to get the jets to commit to high draft picks next year. I don't think they really Shoot. care about picks this year, <laughs> you know, Shoot. because I think they're going to have, I think they're going to have a high draft pick next year. It might be top 10. It might be top seven. Um, that's how much I think the Packers are going to fall. I think they're going to be, uh, I don't know. I mean, they might be like a five-win team next year. Because keep in mind, Aaron Rodgers, you could think whatever you want about him, and certainly we have our own opinions. Um, he's a darn good quarterback. And if an Aaron Rodgers-led football team is struggling to get to eight and nine, right? Um, it tells me that that's probably a four or five win team without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So my opinion. Well, there you have it. I think that's going to do it, Tony. Um, it was, it was fun. It's always fun talking Vikings, always fun talking NFL. Uh, make sure as it says below to like subscribe and ring the bell. Uh, if you like our content, maybe consider donating via Venmo at Skull Purple Pod on Venmo. 
And also, you can listen to the audio version of the show via Apple and Spotify. We'll have that for you out there tomorrow morning, uh, Thursday morning, April 13th. And, um, yeah, we appreciate it. Follow us on social media, at Pod, all that good stuff. And that is going to do it. Again, I'll throw this up here one last time. If you're looking for something to do on draft night, we are going to have an episode of Fan Express Line live on our YouTube channel. Uh, right around 7.30 is when we're going to start because we all know the NFL draft doesn't get started on time, or at least the picking doesn't get started on time. So um, <laughs> we're going to start around 7.30. Unless things get sped up, maybe we'll, or if the Vikings make a big move, then maybe we'll... Uh, get on there quicker, but uh, any uh, any closing remarks from you, Tony? No, I just really want to encourage everybody to join us for the draft uh, because I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about hanging with everybody, talking about the picks as they roll through, and just having a grand old time. So I'm um, really excited for that. Uh, happy summer, everybody. It certainly seems like it's here, nice and warm, so enjoy your your warm summer days and uh you know if you would like again save a cold one for us uh on draft night yeah once again that is going to be live on the skull purple podcast youtube channel thursday april 27th at 7 30 p.m and so that is two weeks from thursday april 13th so we're getting closer folks the mock drafting is almost over, and then we could start mock drafting for 2024. So there you go. Great. <laughs> now it was always it's a, it's always a pleasure talking to you, Carson. Looking forward to uh, looking forward to the next episode. And if we have any crazy news, certainly look towards our YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we'll always keep you guys up to date on what's going on with the Vikings. Absolutely. Thanks for watching, everybody. And as always. Skull Vikings. Skull. Skull.